And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Game Notes Podcast. There it is. See? Got it, Tony. Do you I'm know? Four. That's I Tony just Jones. I want to let you guys know. <laughs> look, look, we're not even going to get into... We're not talking jazz this week. We have to explain adequately to our guests how much... It took for us to get this podcast off the ground. No, okay? hold on just a second. I, no, 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 no. We're not doing a, I, we walked uphill in the snow thing. All right, listen. <laughs> I walked in, I turned the clean feed on, and I'm screaming into the microphone, hello, for about what, what do you estimate? 10 minutes straight? 10 consecutive oh, minutes? Oh, we're starting, we're starting about 30 minutes late because you were already late. Before you started screaming in, at us in the microphone. Well, that's because I was doing I, I was doing my run. Oh yeah, oh yes, of course. I had to right. get and into we, the we steam have to room. respect the fitness journey. <laughs> okay, so first of all, all right, let, let's go through the whole shebang. We are supposed to do this Please, at let's three do it. p.m. Mountain Time, right? We were supposed to. That's do that. right. I text you at one a.m. or something, or I slack you at one a.m. and I said, "Let's do it at 3.30. because I had to go see my trainer, and then he told me that today was my run day, so I had to do a three mile run. So I said, okay, I'm not going to be done by three. Let's let's go at 3.30. So Dave says, replies with one dry line. It, it just indicated he was just was not happy with the situation. I said, do you mind if we do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I went through a whole soliloquy. I mean, oh, you no. know, just a whole book oh, no. or whatever. And Dave replies back, sure. Now, listen, hold on a second. <laughs> I say sure a lot. And I don't mean it as a... Sure, whatever you want, Tony. How how else can I bend my entire life to your schedule? That's not how I meant it at all. I really so you just meant bend sure. Those thirty minutes. No, I really just meant sure. Don't read too much into it. Come on, Tony. Don't be insecure, Tony. Look, thirty minutes is not an inconvenience if it if it makes it work for you. It's fine for me. It's my work day anyway. So don't read too much into that. I get told this all the time. That like giving a, a short response is just not good. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to get, yes, it's fine. We will, we will switch it 30 minutes. Sure. It's fine. No problem. You had me very, very insecure the entire time. Oh, day. now see, Tony, now you know me better. You should have texted me and said, hey, are you good? And I would have pretended like I wasn't because, you know, I like Further to rile you up. But no, into totally my fine. Insecurity. But now here's what I will say, Tony. I will tell you, moving the time back. 30 minutes and then still being late. Ooh, Tony. Oh man. No, okay. It was only hmm. like, Oh, it, it was only it was, like what? It was only like six minutes. Okay. Still that's six minutes of my life. I won't get back, Tony. <laughs> it's fine. Now the, the real deal is I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. And then this. when I got on the microphone didn't work and I'm like screaming into the microphone. Hello. I'm not hearing any feedback. Hello. Hello. I got 17 text messages from you and Tanika saying, Tony, the microphone is fine. We hear you. Check your levels. Check your settings. And then I get one single solitary text behind that says, check your volume. So (laughs) I hit the volume on my computer and guess what happened? And see, now, Tony, I'm a professional. 
I never would have told that story to anyone. I would have thrown you under the bus in Vegas at some point. Like I probably when you're buying me the steak dinner, I would have brought that story up, but I definitely would not have said that publicly. So now people are going to start thinking, wow, this guy was late. Didn't turn the volume up in his headphones, man. What kind of, man, it's a good thing. Dave's there to carry him through these podcasts, the game notes podcast. That's, I think that's what people are thinking right now. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz because this is a Utah Jazz podcast. What in the hell happened with the plane? I, I, I really missed this news last night because I was watching games. And it, it's funny because I was doing the Daily Ding and I watched part of the Jazz game, but I was watching on mute and I had no idea any of that stuff had happened. So what exactly happened with their plane? Whew. Well, the plane sullied. Did you see the movie Sully? Yeah. Wait, they they landed in water? Well, not that part. That's what I think of. Okay, okay. Okay. Hitting birds is not the Sully part. The Sully part is landing in the water. I mean, no. I, before they don't I make a movie Sully, about every saw... pilot that hits some birds. They, they never... made a movie about the guy. Tom Hanks plays the guy because he lands in the water and nobody died. Right. That's true. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> before I saw the movie Sully, I never saw a plane hit birds. Apparently it happens all the time. Yeah. I looked it up and apparently it does happen all the time. Yeah. And, you know, but the plane hit a bunch of birds. They had a flock of birds and the flock of birds that got into the engine and the engine exploded and failed and the plane rocked. It tilted to the left. It suddenly lost altitude and it had to turn around and and execute an emergency landing. Now, everybody was safe. And once the pilots went through their checks and balances and their protocols, it was a pretty easy fix in terms of turning the plane around and and landing. But the initial experience was was really scary. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you ever been in a uh, loss of altitude situation on a plane? It's really weird. It's like a surprise roller coaster. No, I haven't. I mean, but you fly a lot, right? So uh, think about this. The trip back from Chicago All-Star last year, the plane that I was in was struck by lightning. The wing was struck by lightning. And right outside of my window, you saw the spark and the flash. Mm-hmm. And I got so scared. Oh, I remember this. I, I know, I remember. And, you yeah. know, I sent all these tweets out and um, like text Channel messages. 4 and I sent text messages and like Channel 4 was like, can we use your story? And then, you know, our colleague, Joe Vaughn, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers writer, he was also on the plane was like, oh, well, apparently I slept through it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, I've, I've been in a situation where, where a plane I was on lost altitude quickly hit some kind of air pocket or something. I don't know what happened. And it's really, really weird because it, you know how you just, if you fly a lot, you get into a routine, you're on a plane and you just kind of, you know, you veg out and relax. A lot of people read. I know a lot of these guys, you know, they watch film on the plane. So I imagine it really must've been off-putting. And so how long was the turnaround before they took off again to go to Memphis? So the turnaround was about four or five hours. They sent the players home. Uh, they sent team personnel home. You know, I talked to, you know, a couple of the players, you know, just informally, and they were pretty shaken up about it. It was really a scary situation. Wrote about it today, and um, Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and Coach Snyder, they all had some poignant thoughts, you know, about what happened and, and how it just kind of puts things in perspective and takes things you know, just past the sport of basketball, you know what I mean? And it's, it was really tough, you know, it was really tough to go through something like that. And then, you know, to have to, you know, turn around and play a basketball game less than 24 hours later. Yeah. Well, just to get on a plane, 
a few hours later. Yeah. It seems yeah. to me like it would be pretty difficult. Yeah, much less have to get on a plane and then have to play a basketball game. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Let's talk about the week, because this was how they, they capped it off. That's a hell of a way to cap it off. Uh, that's a hell of a win, given the circumstances. You know, even if it was just a big flight delay, think about this. You know, with, with the tight schedule that they've been dealing with all season, everybody is, even just a five-hour flight delay without all of these you know, the emotional stuff that comes with being on a plane and losing altitude and having an engine explode, even just the delay itself puts them at risk of of being completely thrown off schedule for the following day and puts them at a disadvantage against the Grizzlies in that game. It's a huge win. I, I think, you know, I, I like in the piece that's at The Athletic, I like that you pointed out this is one of the better wins of the season. For them, yeah, and also I pointed out like it would have been easy for them to just really, just kind of mentally punt this game, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Donovan Mitchell was completely shaken up by the experience. He was already a nervous flyer. He didn't get on the second plane. You're trying to beat Memphis for a third time in six days. You know, it doesn't matter what NBA team you're playing against. That's difficult. You're playing on the road. You have a short turnaround because you were supposed to get in Memphis at like five o'clock the, the previous day. Instead, you got in at midnight. You didn't have a shoot around because you got in at midnight. You're physically tired. You're emotionally exhausted. And you have to, you know, mentally play a basketball game. You know, not only did the Jazz do that, they played a really good game. You know, Memphis played a great game. John Morant had 36 points, seven assists. They made shots. They got defensive stops. They made runs. They led at. They actually led at the end of three, and the Jazz just came back and and kept making plays and making shots. Well, and then there's the other thing. They just played them twice, so they won three games against the same team in like four or five days, and and they had to do all of that and then win that third game with this whole flight situation. I, I it's an impressive victory. I, I any way you shake it. That's that's a team victory, even if they had beaten the Orlando Magic, let's say, because Memphis is better than Orlando. But even if they had just beaten a normal bad NBA team, I still think that's a pretty big win. I mean, that's, you know, it's the kind of stuff that they've been missing, I think, the last few years. You know, yeah, those sort of gut, gut check wins. These are the types of games that you want to see them win. How do they overcome adversity, not just in the game, but around the game? You know, we saw them last year when Rudy Gobert had the, you know, I don't know how else to describe it, but displeasure. When he was displeasured by his teammates not finding him offensively. And that really affected the whole team. And it, it just seems like this is a this is a good indicator of where their headspace is this year. I'm not going to go into the, oh, I feel better about their championship chances. I just think that you can see that 
that the team mentality is a little bit stronger this season. Would you agree with that? Yeah, they would have lost. They would have lost a number of games this season. Last season, uh, they yeah. would have lost that Indiana game last season. They would have lost yesterday's game last season. They would have lost a number of games last year. You know, this team is just really kind of just clicking with each other. You know, it's, it's just a better team. You know, a better mentality. It's it's a close team. Uh, it's a really talented team. And, you know, it's a really versatile team. Yeah. And the question going into last night was, we know that they're going to be able to score for 43 minutes um, just off of their offense. But who's going to score in the last five minutes? And Mike Conley stepped up and closed that game. He had 11 points in the fourth quarter. I think he was directly responsible for about 19 or 20 points in the fourth quarter. You know, big shot after big shot. He was terrific. Yeah. Well, all right. So looking back at the at the last week uh, in our picks and uh, Tony... You went four and zero. So did so did the Jazz. Uh, I thought they were going to drop one of those Grizzlies games. I was wrong. And now Tony, you are in the lead <laughs> for the first time. You're, you're now twenty nine and fourteen on the season. I'm twenty eight and fifteen. But I feel like this five games in a week that we've got coming up. It's actually five games in six nights. This this could be the week. Yeah, it's it, they they've got a lot of games. Uh, Bulls Magic. Mavericks, Suns, and Blazers from Friday to Thursday. So this one could make or break the steak dinner, Tony. This is the week. Are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right. So first up, they've got the Bulls. And and the Bulls, you know, they made some changes. They they got Nikola Vucevic. They got Daniel Tice. Uh, I think they really had a great trade deadline. And this is not the same Bulls team that, you know, teams may be used to. How do you feel about Utah versus Chicago? Jazz win going away. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to say the same. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be going away, but I do think the Jazz are going to win. They're playing some of the – again, they just keep playing good quality basketball. It's hard to say they're playing their best basketball because they've been doing it now for like three months. At some point, this is just who they are. Um, Orlando is tanking. So we don't expect uh, Michael Carter-Williams to deliver any victories again, do we? So Orlando is tanking, but it's a back-to-back for the Jazz, and it's not a back-to-back for Orlando. Mm-hmm. So maybe if Utah comes out flat, doesn't take the game seriously, maybe this is a game down the line, Jazz still win. Yeah. Orlando did just beat the Clippers. You can't overlook them. Maybe the Jazz go out and stomp the Magic to try to get them to, to buy Otto Porter out. <laughs> Oh, my God, that'd be perfect. Uh, ooh, all right. Right down the road for me. On the road in Dallas. Luca's just on a roll right now. Uh, Dallas wins. That's a tough game. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the way Porzingis is playing, has been playing since the All-Star break, I, I think is kind of flowing under the radar right now, especially because what Luca does every single night. And that's a tough matchup for not just for Gobert, but I think for Utah's defense Generally, if you've got a big who can put the ball on the floor the way he can, but also shoot it from 30 feet, that's always going to be tough. And they've got the Suns. Not only that, you know, the Jazz stomped Dallas in, in Utah. Dallas that's is going to be point. ready. That, that's that's going to be a, a get-back game for them. Yeah. Uh, then they've got the Suns, uh, a very professional basketball team. They're number two in the West. Um, they've been playing really well lately. I still don't think DeAndre Ayton is – going to put up much of a fuss against Rudy Gobert in a potential playoff series. But um, certainly Devin Booker and Chris Paul have been awesome this year. How are you feeling about that game? Man, that's a close possession game down the stretch. I'm going to go with Phoenix. I'm also going to go with Phoenix. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Chris Paul 
getting late buckets. But also Devin Booker has been taking over games too. Um, pr- pretty spectacular what Phoenix has been able to pull off this year. And then the last game uh, of the week, and then we'll record after this, is against Portland. Trailblazers, you've got Damian Lillard just lighting the world on fire, end of games. But Utah is just such a better team. I- I'm going to take Utah in this game. I think they're going to they're going to play up for this. I know it's a back-to-back, uh, but I think that uh, they're going to rise to the occasion. They always seem to against Portland. Jesus, are we going to make the same picks this week? Because I'm, I'm going to pick a the win? Jazz. <sighs> there goes my hope of being able to uh, get a couple of games on you here. Gosh. I can start cheating. I'm going to switch my Dallas loss to a win. Really? Yeah. Just to make well, this why, are you Now, are we getting strategic here, or do you really yeah, think well, that they're going to win? No, we got to start taking some chances. Make no, this no, no, no. See, no, yeah, no. I man, think it's no, better no, if you're man. giving me your honest opinion. You know, I, the, the fans want us to be different. <laughs> I don't think they do. I think they like this race pretty tight. But I will switch your Mavs pick to a win if that's what you want. Yes. Switch it to Okay, a win. cool. So we'll be tied at the end of next week. It's going to be great. For Tony Jones... I'm Dave DeFore. We'll talk to you guys next week right here on the Game Notes Podcast. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.